more than anything else is it's guys doing the things that they need to do, us putting them in the position to have success. And it's unfortunate that we as a whole haven't done the things that we needed to do at the right time. I mean, it's difficult because we've had opportunities to win football games. There is Ron Rivera again to open the D.C. Sports Huddle. I'm Rob Woodfork alongside George Wallace and Dave Preston. Again. I'm not even doing I'm not even doing little fun cutesy uh, stuff here. I, no, I almost feel like Ron Rivera is the fourth member of the DC Sports Subtle. He's I like mean, a cast member. He almost. might be alongside us yes. next year because he might need something to do if they continue to play this way. We uh, can always and, use a fourth. Yeah. Um so I I'm gonna point this out because I was talking to a buddy and uh I was reminded. Remember Rivera? I think it was last year or the year before when he was asked, basically, why are you losing? It was last year. Yeah. Was that last year? Was it, it, was it around the Chicago said, game? After Carson said, Wentz. Yeah. quarterback. Mm-hmm. Well, now you have one, Ron. Yeah. And you're still losing. You're four and six. That was a winnable game. And that one, look, we all picked Seattle to win that game. So I'm not even that mad right. about the result. But the fact of the matter is you're snatching – defeats out of the jaws of victory half the time uh more than half the time because your record is four and six so before we get to this before we get to the giants game which they absolutely should win and we'll list all the reasons why i'm i'm bored with this team can i just say that like i'm i'm bored with this team right because we know that it's getting blown up at the end of the year right so i came in this prepared to not care and all that wins and losses don't matter the rest of the way what should we be looking for in, for the rest of 2023? For those of us, who, for those who are listening, who are just as disenchanted with this team as I am right now, right? Uh, what, you what, are. What should we look forward to in 2023? You're not first alone. Of all, first of all, he's, he's a, little, a little salty today. I'm a little, you kind of gotta be the spicy. way this team is. Huh? The way spicy. this team is continuously yeah. just underwhelmed us and it's it's not been an easy team to cover it's not been an easy team to watch no because i was explaining i was actually explaining this to my girlfriend earlier if you how many minutes into the (laughs) my girlfriend and we go out together and she's not fake um when when you when you're covering a team they either need to be really really bad because then that's a talking point Mm -hmm. they need to be really really good or they at least need to be hovering around the playoff conversation, which Washington still is. Or you can at least see, like, if, if you're year one under Ron Rivera, it's like, yes. okay, let's see what the possibilities are. Yes. They're, they've, they're, they've been ground zero. Yeah. They were god-awful last season. Yeah. We have new players, new hope. It's morning again in America and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And this is year four. You only have 12 hours in morning in yeah. America from what I've yeah. been on, except for the, the daylight saving, but that's <laughs> neither here nor there. And I, you're spot on. It, it's, it feels as though this is this should be a year two vibe around this team. Right. That's a good point. But is, they've been here for four years, and yeah. we've seen the possibilities. The only thing that I think we've learned about this team over the last four years is that they find ways to come up short. And it's they're, they're not going out of their way to lose games, but they just – some of the parts is more than the whole as far as what they do offensively, what they do defensively. If the defense is great, you know what? It's the offense that under- underwhelms. If the offense can finally put points on the board, you know what? The defense can't stop people. And it's they're not bad offensively. There are, there are parts defensively that aren't bad either. But you look at the team, the whole, 
They're not a winning football team, and that's been obvious since day one when when they went seven and nine. It's a treadmill of mediocrity. Yeah. I've said that it is. Phrase that's not. On I like before. that. Yeah, it's a like treadmill that. of mediocrity. Yeah, like and, we've been seeing the same story play out for four years, and quite frankly, I've seen enough. And the sad part is, it's Ron. Each week is well, it's about developing a young quarterback. Well, you're in year four. You should. I mean, the quarterback it, it, is the only thing to feel good about right now. Correct. So, <laughs> so to answer your question. <laughs> For me, the rest of this season is watching Sam Howell continue to progress to where going into next year, he is ready to take a major step. He has, and I've said it here, I've said it to anybody who listens, and there are many people that listen to me, that to me he's proven he belongs in the league. Mm -hmm. The moment's not too big for him. Nothing nothing phases him. So I think you can work with that. I think there are – pieces on this offense that you can work with. There's a lot to address. The defense is just not any good. It's just not any good. I mean, you look at... And is this scheme or is this... Because the players I are think there. it's a bit... I, I, yes and no. I mean, I, yes, but then at the same time, okay, the players are there, so you would think... So you should... So at some point, then, they need to play... Like, Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, like, we're not calling their name at all. Yeah. No. Kendall Fuller, who had a strong, really strong start to the year, is going to be a free agent. Manuel Forbes, you're obviously investment, but what else you got? Linebackers, no, but nothing going on. They don't even have linebackers. They no. have ignored that position. Yeah, largely. So and, I know I, Jack I, Del Rio. David Mayo. I know Jack Del Rio. <laughs> I don't know. Were you and I having this conversation about uh, Jack Del Rio? He was a uh, linebacker once. Yeah. Yes, I know he's getting slammed for all this, but at the same time, I and I'm not. He, he is at fault. Don't get me wrong, but I just don't think they have all the talent. I don't know that they would do anything good with it, but I'll take um, Emmanuel Forbes as an example. But that's they, not on Del Rio. No, no, no. But I don't think it's entirely a whiff. They brought him in here based on his ability to play zone. They were playing a lot of zone last year, and then they brought him in here and they've asked him to do basically the opposite. It's like they did with it's William like Jackson. They change, right. Yes. It's like they get a guy to do something yeah, no, and then right. they don't ask him, they don't have him do that, that thing. That part's true. You're right. So – my thing is, then, that's the problem. The mm-hmm. thing that I've always hated about coaches is guys who are married to a certain scheme. They're Correct. like scheme over talent. Right. Those guys wash out. They have a flash in the pan. They have a, a, a era in which they, you know, perform well. But for the most part, those guys wash out of the league because you should be able to take players and say, "All right, let me make something." out of what I have. Mm-hmm. So like the best chefs, the best cooks go into a kitchen. What ingredients do I have? And they'll make something with that instead of giving you a long list to go get and then ignore the stuff that's already in the kitchen. Yeah. So, you know, Del Rio doesn't, he doesn't impress me as, and I think we've said this before, he's probably a better head coach than he is a quarterback. Correct. I would say that. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I don't would agree want with him that. to be the head coach here, but I think he's right. better suited to do that. So mm-hmm. he's not part of the planning process. When I look at this roster, and, and Emmanuel Forbes is a great example of what you need to do. Put him out there on the field. I don't care if he's blowing assignments or whatever. Make him learn. Make him learn. The only way he's going to learn is on the field. That's what Ron Rivera said a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. And you're not giving up any bigger plays than you already are. So get him out there. Let him learn. Give him experience. Same with Sam Howell. Like, I was the guy saying bench him early in the season, but that was because I thought that the would kid, have, That would have been a mistake. That Right. But that was because I thought the kid was going to die. I mean, yeah. he was taking nine sacks every week. Now you play him. He is one of the bright spots of the team. 
all the young guys, give them experience because they are the guys who are going to be here in 2024. Right. Uh, Kendall Fuller might not be here in 2024. Right. Anyone on a rookie contract should be playing. Correct. And, and that, you know, the, find out what this year's draft class, it might be all Fs. None of these, like some of these guys might not even know how to put on their helmet for all we know, but <laughs> they need to see the field. You got to see what you've got, just like they needed in effect to play Carson Wentz last year late in the season to officially say, you know what? There is no way we're bringing him back. They need to find out if they look at whichever, you know, the, the guys that they drafted this year, some of which are in the practice squad, some of some of which are sitting the bench, and even though they're a part of the 53, they need to say, you know what? This guy is not the right fit here moving forward, or this guy has something. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to see over the course of the next, what, seven games. Let's see who else can play on this roster who is still available for this team to be paid at less than market value. Quan Martin's another guy. You spent yeah. a second-round pick on the kid. Let's find out why. Chris Rodriguez, too. Yeah. He's, he's, he's gotten some carries. But, yeah, it's – um, Yeah, because I'm sure Antonio Gibson's not going to factor into the long-term. Right. You know, he's probably gone after the year. And he finally yeah. had a big game. Yeah, oh, my right. <laughs> goodness. He was looking like J.D. McKissick the other day. Oh, <laughs> that's his favorite player. I mean, that was great, by the way, parenthetically. Like, just using your backs out of the backfield. I mean, yeah. you had the two explosive well, plays and they had Brian. Four straight runs at one point. Cosby was like, I love that. Like, these guys want to run the football. They're just not doing it. Yeah, it's just – it's so bad. And they could and look, have done – I heard – He took the worst thing about Andy Reid and tried to implement it here. Right. Because that this was the complaint about Andy Reid when he was in Philly back in the day. He never runs a ball. Right. Yeah. But if and you he have the said it, he goes, I blame it. Andy Reid. Eric Bannemi has told us that. Yeah, you need Andy. you need it though as a counterpunch. And they should have done it the other day. The game was ignore it. The game was they they yeah. could have done it the other day. We're not saying that you need to run the ball forty percent of the time, or fifty percent of the time, or sixty percent of the time, as someone may have mentioned in a press conference last year. <laughs> but it needs you need to at least have that muscle memory with your offensive lineman. You need to at least smash their defensive line a bunch of times in the first half. So you know what? By the fourth quarter, they're worn down a little bit. And you know what? Your fourth quarter runs will be better if you've run even unsuccessfully over the first three quarters. And that's something that that's that's a philosophy thing. And who knows if we get more of a more balance moving forward. And you know who knows if this offensive line is built for run blocking. This offensive line is, again, the GM betrayed the coach by, again, not yep. bringing in offensive linemen. And, I mean, we can we, – Well, we, they brought we, in we offensive linemen. They brought the wrong Who can ones. really play? <laughs> Who can play? And I think that's – we've said it at least once a month. And it's just it, – it makes you sick to say it again and again that – because that's how you build a team yeah. in the trenches. Offensive and defensive line. You can't hide an offensive line or a bad secondary. And they got to move on. Yeah. So moving on to the Giants game, I mean, this is an opponent that is really, really bad. Look at the chart. Look at the chart. Oh, Lots of 32s. Chart, Gosh. <laughs> Giants <laughs> are 32s. 32nd in scoring, 32nd in yards, 32nd in passing. Obviously, they're focusing uh, so much on running where they're 13th. 32nd in sacks allowed, 31st in moving the chains on third down. So... That's so, the recipe so for the commanders to give up 20, I think. No. And that's the thing. That's it's exactly like if, right. If Washington would have beaten them like they should have yeah, in yeah. the first meeting, and this is not even – this is a worse team than we saw in the first meeting because right. even the backup – they saw the backup quarterback in the first game. Uh, Tyrod Taylor's out for the season, or at yeah. least he's on injured reserve. Right. I don't know if he's out for the season. 
But, you know, now you get an undrafted rookie named Tommy DeVito, and there's all kinds of jokes. Yes. I mean, you should see the way Dave is poised to pounce on this well, joke. He did go to Syracuse for a couple of years. Oh, so he's going to go easy on him. Then he went, no, then he transferred to <laughs> Illinois. But before before leaving, I, I, I don't know if George was at that game. Uh, Syracuse played Maryland a few years ago. They're in the top 20. Uh, they'd beaten Liberty. They come into Maryland. It's the first year under Mike Loxley. They'd beaten, I think, Howard the week before, so you didn't know how good they were. And this kid laid a complete egg, Tommy DeVito. There was a play where it looked as though he called in the huddle, all right, hey, listen, if I don't find you, and if I don't find you, Maryland is going to have a defensive back standing on the sidelines. He'll be wide open, and I'll throw it to him. That's what it looked like. It's like no one was within 10 feet Nobody. of the defender, yeah. but he threw it straight to him. So, oh th- th- And again, we can go Goodfellas. We can go Jersey Boys. Um, I saw, the because I was watching both games this past Sunday, I had the Commanders game on primary viewing, and then the Cowboys <laughs> Uh, Giants debacle, like in my peripheral vision, and gosh, he's horrible. Yeah, he yeah. is not an NFL quarterback. He might not even be a CFL quarterback. Is he worse than Nathan Peterman? Because Nathan Peterman has gotten so no, many he's jobs. not. No, he's not. Because I think Nathan Peterman is he's he's just bad. Whereas Nathan Peterman is so bad, he's actually productive for the other team. They should have gone and got Colt McCoy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Colts available. Yeah. Or anybody. But here, so this is a game. There haven't been many games where Washington should win handily. Oh, by the way, and they're ten point favorites. First time in in six years. First time in six years, and the first time in at least twenty years that somebody in this rivalry game has been double digits. Has been a double digit favorite. Is that right? Yeah, one of that was so, Spurrier's last. I, I, you know, and look, we've seen Giants teams come into FedEx with absolutely nothing to play for at all, mm-hmm. and beating them like that last game of the year with Kirk Cousins, Eli Manning wasn't going to play. Nobody, literally, nobody played, and they lost. Mm-hmm. We've seen it um, other times uh, in prime time at home against the Giants. This week, you can absolutely not lose to this. Team, they oh, fire everyone. If they, like, they are just god awful. Yes, this commander's team is completely capable of finding That's, a way to lose. Okay, yeah. so to that is too. so that is where we are. They, the fact that we are actually a little hesitant that this team could actually, right. and yes, okay, any given Sunday, whatever, blah blah blah. But there's no way that this team should lose a game. Or so you're this picking, gi- you're picking them then, picking the Giants. That there's no way, I'm kidding, that there's no way that this team should lose to this Giants team. Yeah. The way this but team is playing, mind. it's just, and, and, and you've we've talked about this earlier, it's just, it's not interesting to watch. There's no interest there, and it's just, it's the same, as you mentioned, the same thing week after week. I don't know if that doesn't contribute to the jettisoning of Ron Rivera after the Cowboys game or after the Miami game going into the bye, bye week. week. Yeah. Because... You can all, I mean, I, we can only take so much of this. What's what's the ownership group thinking? Who've and they've had a chance to evaluate. Oh, they stepped in. What July was their official yeah, right first camp. day when they got the keys and still had the new team smell. Right uh, there, they took the 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 st- I, There's there. There's always that one guy who keeps the sticker up as long as possible in the window. Um, I so I think was it uh, so three months, four months to evaluate the organization from top to bottom. Yeah, they have an idea and. I wouldn't be upset at all if they were to pull the trigger uh, on this team. If they're continuing to meander and founder, they're not 
you know, necessarily four and ten, but they're you know they're not contending. That they they pull the plug after the Miami game. It just and, depends on what direction you're going to go. For me, it's all about Eric Bieniemy. If yeah. you don't think he's your guy next year, then I wouldn't put him in charge for a month. I wouldn't. I'd give it to him for three or four games. But why? He's going to try his be try his hardest, bust his ass to win. If you're yeah. already in that route, you might as well take the draft pick at this point. Yeah. That's my thing. Yeah. If you think that this offense is going to stay with EB and Hal, and you think he's your guy, mm-hmm. but then go, then do it. What's wild is Ron Rivera's specialty is defense, and it's the defense that's failing him. He finally has the quarterback. Where do you think it all went wrong? I mean, I've said was it the too much? Was it the too much? I, I think it was the I, too much power. The fact that he had nobody from day one, he had nobody checking him at the personnel door. There was no. Uh, it was all I'm you sure know, coach centric. There was no hey, it's coach centric. But here's Jimmy Peterson, who's going to be in charge of personnel, and he is my liaison with him. It's coach centric, but this is this is the guy who's in charge of the draft. That always fails. So right. you know anybody this who has does failed that. More. I mean, we're 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 looking at New England right now. I mean, mm. the betting odds now is for the next coach to be fired in season is Bill Belichick, Can which is imagine? nuts. Which, I mean, that's wild. Yeah. But Bill Belichick, the GM, has undermined Bill Belichick, the coach, and that's a man who has won six Super Bowls. It so, doesn't help that he recycles assistants well, and puts his that. kids on staff. There's that. But I don't even think it's just it's necessarily just that with Rivera. No. I think that the expectations were too big because if you look at Rivera's track record, I mean, we've we've said it almost weekly here. I mean, you take the fifteen and one off his ledger right. in the Super Bowl season. I mean, he's nothing special. So, right. I think the expectations were high, and he was given more power than yeah. he deserved. There you are take- some coaches who coach their way into that position, even though that's a no win position. What I mean, Rivera had no chance. I mean, the thing is also he he. He won multiple division titles. It reminds me of when the Capitals, uh, before moving to the Metropolitan Division, they won a bunch of Southeast Division titles, yeah. and the Southeast was not that good. Right. So, I mean, they, they, they were division titles. They they hang the banners, but you, you, it's not the true test of a team. If he had won divi- if he had won NFC West or NFC North or AFC North titles, right. any other division but one of the Souths, yeah. which both for some reason <laughs> seem to smell the like South, like the swamps. The South is not good. Yeah, exa- and so I think he he came with, with with a glittery resume, but one that if you looked between the lines, right. maybe gave you cause for concern. If you just looked at the wins right. and losses, it could be construed as impressive but he's but gotten he's, four years to coach his way out of that reputation yes and that hasn't happened which yes. and some gosh of it, that's some of it nuts, is his fault though. some of it isn't right you know some of it is stuff beyond his control but a lot of it evens out though i yes, think exactly you know you've like got the last two years you've not had those obstacles no so um and you know to bring it back to the to the players because that's what we're paying attention to i mean rivera's a foregone conclusion but you know, I was thinking about this on the way here. One of the things, and I'm not putting them in the same pantheon when I make this comparison, but if you remember the 2000 Ravens, that was a team that you just sat up. You were just so giddy right now. Um, when you remember the 2000 Ravens, that 
is, for my money, the best defense I've ever seen. Okay. I know people yeah. will say 85 Bears. I'm I'm not old enough to have seen the 85 Bears live and up close. The best defense I've ever seen is the 2000 Ravens. Right. That is a team that came in to practice every week and said, all right, like we need to hold people under 10. We need to hold people to three. We need to – because the offense, if – you know, you remember yeah. that team. They went an entire month. They went four whole games without scoring a touchdown. Right. So, and that was with an offensive genius running the team. You're right. It, 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 he'd be he'd be the first one to tell you that too. And I mean, that was a team offensively so bad that Trent Dilfer was considered a savior. Right. So, with basically one arm tied behind their back, they still won a Super Bowl because that defense went in and just shut people down. I don't think the Washington offense is that good. And it feels a little weird to say because we thought that they were going to be a defensive team right. and they have not been. But with the defense this bad, they're ranked toward the bottom in basically everything that matters. So this offense needs to, with the enemy, who has got a lot of swagger, uh, Sam Howell, who's got above average swagger. I'm, I'm, you know, I see it a little bit. Those guys need to go in to meetings and say, guys, we got to score 30. That's how we win games because you can't trust the defense right now. No. So I would love to see, and you talk about things to watch you know, for the rest of the season, I want to see if the offense comes together in that sort of way and galvanizes the team and if they can sort of with one arm tied behind their back because the defense sucks, can you – get to the finish line, you know, with the offense, like, going lights out. When you think, though, that first of all, thanks for having me back. When you think, <laughs> though, that the um, that last touchdown to Downey Brown the other day, that should have just fired. I mean, the, where he put that ball, yeah. he threw that ball. Yeah. That was a great play. That should have just incentivized you to go out there and stop Seattle quickly, three out, three and out, and get the ball and go win this thing in overtime. Mm-hmm. But they, you have breakdowns there. There was the yeah. breakdown on uh, one of the other drives where uh, – uh, what Brian uh, St. Just had a pair of penalties. Two penalties, you're yep. right. Yeah. yeah. And there was another one in there, too, for too many men on the field. Three penalties in six plays yeah. brings the ball. You would have had the ball at, I think, your own 39 instead. They wound up with the ball because it was a fourth down that mm -hmm. they wound up moving the chains. And they score the go-ahead touchdown. It's just for a day where you had held them in check. Yeah. And it, it's amazing. Okay. So the defense held them to Seattle to 4 14 on third down. But the most important third down of the day on the final drive, mm -hmm. they convert. Yeah. And to your point, it's the same thing. You can't play. They're not playing four quarters. They're not playing consistent through all the way through. You have the lulls, and then you give up the big plays. Or you have that before, fourth right. play of the game, the touchdown of Brian Robinson, and then you go four possessions with a punt. I cover college basketball in the D.C. metro area. Uh, AP, AP Top, Top 25 voter. You got it. Uh, Georgetown, when they went 0-19 in the Big East, they played very well at stretches. Yeah. Yeah. They had 20-minute stretches in one game, 30-minute stretches, in it, but they couldn't put together a full 40. Mm -hmm. And even though they were, they were, they were not an 0-19 team, but that's what they finished with. Last year, they led eventual national champion UConn. Yeah. At the, I think, the under-eight timeout. Half, and they yeah. found a way to lose that game. This Commanders team is not 2-37 and 37 in the Big East over a two-year span. <laughs> but this is a team that finds ways to lose. I think yeah. we said it this – I said it last week. I didn't see them putting together a third straight solid effort. And they put together an okay effort. 
Yeah. But it wasn't, and it may have even been a solid effort per se, but it wasn't the effort they needed. It wasn't, uh, they didn't make the plays necessary to win the game. They made the plays necessary to go home and say, hey, we put together a solid effort. I, I just, and I don't, yeah, and, and I don't like the talk, the loser talk, like, wow, it does, Sam. And look, I get it. Fans are torn now because you want your favorite team to win, but you also want your coaching staff and everybody gone, mm-hmm. which I don't think one, I, I don't think it's going to matter. I really don't, barring a playoff berth, and I've said that before, uh, beginning of the year on this very program, very popular program, that he needed to... Was it the West Coast feed? Make the playoffs and kick off at 9 a.m. <laughs> make the playoffs and win a game in the playoffs to have a conversation about possibly coming back. So I don't think the talk about, well, it's okay because Sam Howell's playing better. Like, that's just, to me, is that's loser talk. You're not winning. I want to see they Sam well. Huh? I, they are losers. I want to see Sam play play and play well <laughs> and have some winning opportunities and, and capitalize on that because the way he's going to eventually become a winning quarterback and eventually lead this franchise is to be able to do it more than once every three or four weeks. Agreed. Yeah. So so what do we think happens with the Giants? Are they, We're picking them to win, right? I got yeah. Washington 24, New York Giants 5. Tommy DeVito stinks up the joint to high heaven like you can't imagine. Um, I'm not that hopeful. Okay. I think this is going to be a close game. I'd say Commanders win on accident, 28-24. to 24. <laughs> Accident. Howell stays hot. He has three more touchdown passes, but he needs all three of those touchdown passes because inexplicably – the commanders give up 24 points to an undrafted rookie who doesn't even belong in the league. Good teams shut this team out. Right. This is not a good team. That's why I got him scoring five. <laughs> George Wallace. <sighs> I, I six to five. Is no, that what you're gonna say? Eight. You've been no. <laughs> eight, eight four. I had no, eight four I, last I, year for the I, Bears game. I it was think, almost there, too. I mean, the Giants are very like they're bad. Like it, it is gone in the complete toilet for the Giants. And the Cowboys just ran him out of the gym. I mean, it wasn't even, uh, it was 49 to 17 and it wasn't, it wasn't even that, that close. close no. Right. So I think Washington does take care of business. I'm just worried that it's not going to be a crisp 60 minutes of football. Oh, it's I, not going to be. No. A crisp and I, and they'll I, do, I would be more surprised if it was. I agree. And they'll do enough to win. They'll, I'm going to, I'll say, I'm going to say 24, 13. I think they'll cover. So it's 24-5, and then the Giants scoring go for two. Yeah, and then I win the scoring prize. Yeah, yeah. pretty much, yeah. Um, 24-13, but not a pretty game. Like you're, It could be very ugly. This, cap- this team's just not capable of doing it. That's all. First of all, this matchup screams ugly. They've played yeah. some of the ugliest football I've ever seen in yeah. my life. Right. And the Giants are that bad that they take you – not that Washington has any – you know, take you out of rhythm. or They don't have really any rhythm. <laughs> Um, but the offense has gotten going the last few weeks. I mean, you know, so I, I would like to see that continue. And yeah, the Giants are they're going to have a couple big plays just because of the defensive lapses that this team has, especially in the secondary. Something completely off topic. You mentioned the Cowboys. It's a one o'clock kickoff, right? Yep. Yes, and the Giants are a one o'clock team, but that's yeah. not what I was going to bring up. Oh, I thought I was trying to beat you to it. What do we think about the Cowboys at this point? Yeah, they're six and three, but if they didn't play the Giants, they would be just a crappy middle of the pack team that can't beat good teams and finds a way to lose to Arizona. That's, I mean, I mean, it's just, it's amazing. I don't think anybody in this, and this is kind of part of the 
crime of Washington not making the strides that they should in year four is that this is a winnable division. I mean, I know that the Eagles have a gaudy record, but they're not unbeatable. I mean, they took them to the brink with Mm. flaws and all, took them to the brink twice. And the Cowboys are not better than the Eagles. And so, I mean, I mean, not to jump too far ahead here, but, you know, I think they are on upset alert when right. Washington comes into Dallas on Thanksgiving because we saw that in 2020. They blew the doors off them. Right. So. And they play well. Like They seem to come out and play. that. Like that Thanksgiving game is always. That's the biggest surprise. That's the biggest surprise in a commander's game in recent memory. That Thanksgiving 20, the, the Thanksgiving? Yeah. Because. Yeah. I didn't see that coming. Correct. But then that's that's the annoying part about this team right. because they can do that here and there. Yeah. So why not week in and week out? You're not you're gonna not gonna be winners until you do that. Right. It's all loser talk. I'm just like saying that. All right. That's beautiful. I'll Thank tell you. you who's not a loser. Who? Maryland. They're gonna beat Yes, Michigan. they are. They're gonna beat oh, Michigan. You think so? Okay. <laughs> no, I know basketball's no, got a rough. I'm talking go. about football. Okay. I know that's, that's I saw very, something very funny about that on the uh, internet there just a little while ago. Okay. It said it'd be the biggest. Wouldn't that be the biggest Maryland thing ever? They beat Michigan, but nobody gives them credit because Harbaugh's not on the. Loxie doesn't get credit for a big win because Harbaugh's not on the sideline. Oh, that'd be so. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. Why do you gotta <laughs> bring that up even? That's the big game this Saturday. You know, obviously, it's a noon game. Uh, Gus point. Johnson's going to be in town. Oh, that's points. how you know going to be good. pretty cool. That's how so you, you know, know it's good. You know crazy stuff's going to happen with Gus in the house, even, oh, if, yeah. it, uh, even if it isn't I'm here uh, for all of it. a Let's tight game. Let's get Gus game. on the show. couple games that I'm looking forward to this uh, Saturday. Uh, Virginia Tech, NC State. Hokies are one win away from clinching a bowl berth. They play Virginia next week. They've owned the Cavaliers since the turn of the century, but this is a chance for Virginia Tech to really, uh, they if they they not only clinch a bowl berth uh, this uh, with a win this Saturday against a very beatable Wolfpack team, but they'd also wrap up a uh, a winning ACC record, which in year two under Coach Brent Pry would be pretty cool stuff. Also, it's the final week of the FCS regular season, so a uh, school like uh, Richmond, William & Mary, uh, fighting for potential uh, playoff berths. We can talk that up. And Georgetown has a chance to finish in a tie for the Patriot League championship. If they beat Holy Cross and Lafayette loses, they'd be in a three-way tie. So you got that going for you. You know what? I am stuck on when you said since the turn of the century because now is a period where that actually means something because a lot of people have said it since right. the aughts. A lot and, of people said it since the turn of the century. Well, right. <laughs> and, I mean, we're almost a quarter right. of the way through this century, which is wild to think about for those of us who are old enough to remember when it started. Um, so Wait, you think they're going to beat Michigan? Yeah, I do. I, Only I mean, because I predict yeah. such a thing every year. And well, one of these days I'll be right. Well, said each year I said, too, this year is going to be the year they're going to beat one of the big three. Yeah. yeah. Why not? I think they come up short, but I'd love to see them win yeah. on senior day for these kids. And I would love to it's see about the, the viral video of George storming the field if Maryland were pretty to cool. win that game. Because nah. you're pretty even keeled. So if you I'm storm the field, keeled. that's how you know it's I'll bring the thing. Tostitos hint I, of lime chips. I'm, yeah, I'm coaching <laughs> this weekend. That's where you don't see me even keeled, so I won't be at the game. Oh, man. Are you going to chuck a chair no, in memory of I, uh, I hit, Bobby Knight? No, uh, but I, I hit stuff. I did pound the chairs, yeah. Right. Take a shot. You might just make you it. You might just make it. Do, do, do listeners even know? Do they that? even need to know? No, it's no. be a subtle. We should subtle. do a we should do an episode on my my team and the trials and tribulations of the, like the shot episode. Oh, um, 
You get you want you want La- you, last chance you. You want ratings? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Last chance you. Oh, I haven't caught up on last, last chance you. Do you watch yeah. the basketball the season? No, I haven't watched the basketball season yeah. yet. I watched all the football ones. Yeah, that was great. All right, all right. what else are we talk? So about? we got to uh, go now. Yeah, this oh. episode was great. College hoops. Oh gosh, oh. let's. Oh. Uh, I, I thought I, we were, I thought I, I said that. I oh, hate the November we games because it's like getting the bread course. And it, or it's it's just you don't need it. We don't need this many games before November fifteenth. Maryland had a rough weekend. The men lost. They got twice. Villanova this the week. The women lost at South Carolina. Georgetown lost at home to Holy Cross. But it's so early in the season. It's just is it? It's on the radar. But it it's like give these kids another week of practice. Yeah. You know, you you get better basketball. Right. It's a shame that that the way that the model is set up that we're getting so many games. So early in the season yeah. when we still have our football Jones going on. No, and that's what I was going to say is stop competing with football. Yeah. Right. Stop. Well, they Just stop. It, the season used to start November 20th and yeah. that was kind of cool. Like the weekend before Thanksgiving. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, but that was also at a time when a lot of schools, Maryland, a lot the big 10 schools, uh, when the big 10 actually had 10 schools, they would end their season the Saturday before Thanksgiving. And you had maybe Auburn, Alabama, Texas, A&M, Texas, like you had uh, Pitt, Penn State, you had maybe five or ten games that Thanksgiving weekend, and that was it. Now everybody plays that weekend. Mm. And then you got a weekend after for the conference championships. So you're asking people to care about, you know, Maryland taking on East Ham Sandwich while you've got your highest right. leverage games. Yeah. And the Wizards still haven't scored while we were doing this podcast. <laughs> That's a tough watch. That is a tough watch, gentlemen. I was it's actually a- in a bad mood during that game because I was just like th- – like, I have to watch these guys for, for work, and I'm not paid enough for that. Most depressing thing about that is the last two mornings I've come in, uh, Sunday and uh, uh, Monday and Tuesday morning, and I've looked at the, I've gone into the box score and I've gone through the play by play to be like, how bad really was it the last yeah. five minutes? So I'm oh, like, oh my oh, God, one for worse. seven with four turnovers. And then, oh my God, oh for nine with five. T- oh, that's, yeah. I mean, I you don't have to care. try really hard. I don't care how bad you are. And yes, maybe they're tanking. Maybe they're not trying to win, you know, uh, the the whatever the sippy doopy cup is that they're playing, the in-season tournament thing. But to play so badly in crunch time like that, to get absolutely it's it's one thing to go, oh man, we went like two for ten in the last five minutes, but to absolutely throw up a donut. Twenty-one. Ab- one yeah. run and they give you the two points for a made basket <laughs> it's just it's and this is early this is oh yeah. this is just jordan Poole is a net negative yeah this I is mean, he's going viral yeah. for this little tantrum he threw in the not on the sideline i yeah. hope you know i mean and, and we and we view these teams in a different light because covering them we're not shelling out money for concessions and tickets and parking and stuff like that but I hope I hope the fans who are going to these games are getting their value worth in some way, shape, or form because it's not a good product on the floor. Well, and if you watch it for three it's quarters, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. Hey, you you've been great. Yeah, if you I'm don't out. care about the process. All right, guys. Trust well, this was a fun episode of the DC Sports Subtle. Another one. Yeah, another one. We're on we're, a roll you, on a streak. I mean, we're on a streak. We, on I mean, unlike what Washington goes through, yeah. but uh, we're on a streak here. Rob Woodfork here. Yeah. George Wallace. Dave Preston with his Moody Blues uh, mug. And Beatles tie. Oh, boy. You shouldn't have told people that. Uh, Breaking the huddle. I mean, it's eight days a week. You can see the calendar on it. It's kind of cool.